1: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, June 23rd. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Mixer is shutting down and merging with Facebook Gaming. The latest Rocksteady rumors point to the Batman Arkham developer working on a Suicide Squad game. The new game plus Expo reveals a number of Japanese games. And Oculus acquires developer Ready at Dawn. Microsoft's Mixer streaming service is shutting down and merging with Facebook Gaming. Mixer is not Twitch's biggest competitor. That title probably belongs to YouTube. But in terms of gaming-focused streaming services, Mixer was Twitch's biggest direct competition. It was owned by Microsoft, was heavily integrated into the Xbox One, and had an exclusivity deal with renowned Fortnite streamer and the masked singer-contestant Ninja. But a lot of that changed yesterday. In a blog post on Mixer's website, the streaming company wrote, "...ultimately, the success of partners and streamers on Mixer is dependent on our ability to scale the platform for them as quickly and broadly as possible." It became clear that the time needed to grow our own live streaming community to scale was out of measure with the vision and experiences that Microsoft and Xbox want to deliver for gamers now. So we've decided to close the operations side of Mixer and help the community transition to a new platform. To better serve our community's needs, we're teaming up with Facebook to enable the Mixer community to transition to Facebook gaming. This is a key part of a broader effort that Xbox and Facebook gaming are embarking on, bringing new experiences and opportunities to the entire world of gaming. That phrasing makes it sound a little cleaner and something closer to a transition in favor of the Mixer community, but the important and surprising detail in there is that Mixer is shutting down and it is happening very fast. The blog post reads, Mixer partners will be granted partner status with Facebook Gaming, and the platform will honor and match all existing partner agreements as closely as possible. But it is pretty clear that some of Mixer's biggest streamers were caught off guard by the transition. Ninja tweeted, I love my community and what we built together on Mixer. I have some decisions to make and will be thinking about you all as I make them. According to a report from Bijan Steven at The Verge, streamers like Ninja, who left Twitch to sign exclusivity contracts with Mixer, all have the option to return to Twitch. Steven wrote, The major streamers locked to exclusivity deals by Mixer, including stars like Tyler Ninja Blevins, Corey, King Gotholian, Michael, and Michael Shroud Grzyk, will be released from their contracts, and Microsoft says it's up to them where they decide to go. It's up to them and their priorities, says Vivek Sharma, the head of Facebook Gaming, meaning the platform isn't actively pursuing exclusive agreements with any of Mixer's biggest names. And again, that's a story from The Verge. I'm curious to learn the full story here. Microsoft has been pushing Mixer hard with its integration into Xbox One and with its pursuit of streamers like Ninja. Pulling Ninja into an exclusivity contract was a huge, expensive deal, And from the outside, it seems like that deal has not paid off. It's a small thing, but I am curious what Mixer's integration into the Xbox One looks like in the coming days. Does it just disappear? Does it switch over to Facebook gaming streaming? It's a weird, unexpected thing and might be a clear sign that Twitch is just the unstoppable king of online video game streaming. rumors point to rocksteady games the developer behind the batman arkham trilogy working on a suicide squad game rocksteady has been working secretly on something since the release of batman arkham knight in 2015 they released a handful of dlcs for the game costumes and batmobiles etc but another studio handled the game's biggest dlc the Batgirl A Matter of Family expansion. Before E3 every year, director and Rocksteady co-founder Sefton Hill would reliably tweet something along the lines of, won't be sharing any information this year, sorry. But other than that, there's really, there's been nothing. They've said they're not working on a Batman game. That's about all we know. But rumors have been swirling about what it could possibly be, with many assuming that it was going to be a Superman game. But, According to some recent domain name registries, it sounds like the studio might be working on a Suicide Squad game. It would fit in with the rumors it's not a Batman game, technically, and there was a tease at the end of Arkham Origins, a game that Rocksteady notably did not develop, for some kind of Suicide Squad something. Tom Phillips reported on the latest rumor for Eurogamer and wrote, a list of leaked domain names has set internet tongues wagging that Rocksteady, developer of Batman Arkham Asylum, is working on a game centered on DC's Suicide Squad. The domain names popped up yesterday on Resetera, where fans noted they were registered by a company connected to Warner Brothers. Eurogamer understands this to be accurate. I've heard that one particular phrase registered as a domain, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League.com, is a contender for the game's final title and a good summation of what you can expect Rocksteady's next big project to be about. Other domains registered include SuicideSquadGame.com and GothamNightsGame.com. Gotham Knights refers to the unannounced Batman game currently in development at Arkham Origins Studio Warner Brothers Montreal. And again, that comes from Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. I don't quite know how to feel about this, if the rumor is true, which seems pretty solid in this situation. My hope for Rocksteady for the past few years is that it would be working on something completely original outside of the DC canon, but I also really, really love the Arkham games, like some of my favorite games ever kind of love, so I am absolutely not opposed to them staying in that DC universe. The Suicide Squad property is not particularly interesting to me, but my main familiarity with it is the 2016 David Iyer movie, which... I understand is not the best representative of the property. I I did like the Harley Quinn movie, though, which I thought was a lot more fun. Honestly, when it comes down to it, I like Rocksteady video games more than whatever property they're working on. Their Batman games are just great games that are only made more fun by being Batman games. So I am confident in whatever they want to work on. In fact, I am hopeful that if they are working on a Suicide Squad game... It will make me understand what's so great about the Suicide Squad. I'm eager to learn.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. New
1: Game Plus Expo makes a number of smaller Japanese game announcements. New Game Plus Expo happened today, which was an online stream focused mostly on Japanese games, and there was some fun stuff in there, but no big, huge announcements. Catherine Full Body Edition for Switch was shown, as well as Harvest Moon One World a game about fighting crabs was shown appropriately titled fight crab as well as trails of cold steel four and some dlc coming to samurai showdown a character from for honor warden is coming to samurai showdown as a dlc fighter Rampa trigger happy havoc anniversary edition is out on mobile devices which is cool east 9 monstrum nox was also confirmed for north america I don't play every release, but I do like the East series, so that's good news. Perhaps the biggest announcement from the showcase came from Koji Igarashi, a man rarely seen without a cowboy hat, who is known predominantly for creating Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Before the release of his latest game, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, his studio released a spin off, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which was a well liked 8 bit throwback platformer. Standing in front of a brick wall, like he was doing stand-up or something, Igarashi revealed the studio is readying Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2, which will be another throwback platformer. It was a lot of small announcements and new trailers for previously announced games, but there was some fun stuff. Facebook and Oculus Games acquires developer Ready at Dawn. Some additional news on the Facebook video games front, after learning about the weird Mixer-Facebook merger earlier in the episode, Oculus has acquired developer Ready at Dawn. Ready at Dawn is a developer I really like that just never quite had a massive hit. They are perhaps best known for The Order 1886, an early PlayStation 4 game that looked amazing, but underwhelmed critically, but It also developed Daxter, the solid Jack 2 spinoff for PSP, the two PSP God of War games, Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta, which were both really excellent God of War games, and it also ported Okami to the Wii, which at the time really breathed new life into that game after it disappointingly underperformed on PlayStation 2. It's a really talented group, and they are now working with Oculus exclusively, thanks to their work on the Echo series. Ready at Dawn has developed a few Echo games, which are VR games that take place in zero gravity, and they're very cool. They figured out a good way to handle movement in VR, which is tough, by putting players in a zero-gravity environment where they have to pull themselves along by grabbing walls. It's pretty cool, it works well, and I have a weird memory of playing the shooter Echo Arena at an E3 with Soldier Boy. He killed me a lot. Weirdly, not my first multiplayer encounter with Soldier Boy. I also played Halo 5 with him at a separate E3. It's just weird coincidence. Anyway, it's typically good news when a studio is acquired, as it creates some security for the team, so they can focus on development as opposed to being focused on trying to track down their next job. So I am happy for them. I like their non-VR games more, admittedly, but I am excited to see what they have planned for Oculus. Right now, it seems like that is Lone Echo 2, but I'm sure there will be a lot more in the future. Here's what released today. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated is out today on Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It's a PS2-era platformer that has been upgraded for the modern consoles. And it's one of those inexplicably popular games that a lot of people are excited about. There has never been a stellar Spongebob game, but if you ask around, I think many will say that Battle for Bikini Bottom is the best of Spongebob's run of licensed games. It's one I remember always having a million copies of when I worked at GameStop retail stores back in high school and college. I played the original version a few years ago to see what all the fuss was about. I don't know, it seemed fine. Some additions for the remaster include a horde mode for two players and some content that was cut from the original game like, quoting from the press release, the Robo Squidward boss fight and more. Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour is out today on Switch and it's currently only five bucks. It's basically a remaster of the original Duke Nukem 3D game with a handful of bonuses, including a new level from the original creators. When I was young, Duke Nukem was the epitome of an adult game. There was Mortal Kombat on, you know, Super Nintendo and Genesis, but the real mature game that I wasn't supposed to play was Duke Nukem on PC. What blows my mind is the Disney Channel features a lot of streamers playing video games lately. And the other day, they showed a young streamer playing Duke Nukem. They weren't showing anything really explicit, just fighting monsters but i just i couldn't believe that duke nukem was on disney channel it's uh, so bizarre little town hero the rpg that takes place in a small town from game freak the developer behind pokemon is out today on playstation 4 it was a game whose reception was mediocre but it's always interesting to see game freak release games that don't have the word pokemon in the title And speaking of games with Pokemon in the title, Pokemon Cafe Mix is supposed to be out today. The eShop version for the Switch lists its release date as today, but at the time of this writing, it's not out yet. And the mobile version lists an expected release date of June 25th. So it's possible the Switch version might be releasing before the mobile version. It's one I am weirdly excited to play. I am particularly interested in the mobile version. Star Wars Episode One: Racer, which, depending on who you ask, might be the best thing to come from the prequel trilogy of Star Wars films, is out today on Switch and PlayStation 4. It was supposed to release a little earlier this year, but got hit by a handful of delays due to COVID-19. Generation Zero's Phoenix Rising, spelled F-N-I-X, is out today on PC with plans for the expansion to come to PC later this summer. Generation Zero is an interesting game, that I played at launch when it was in pretty rough shape. It is made from former Avalanche Studio folks, the developer behind the Just Cause series, and it's an open-world game that takes place in the 80s and imagines a robot uprising. It was not great at launch, but it definitely has promise. I am curious to see how it plays and feels today after, I'm sure, a number of updates. That's it for video game news today. I had one correction yesterday from at Firecracken27, who sent the at Gaming Ride home Twitter account, a DM that read, hello, not a big deal, but since you like to solicit small corrections, you referenced the arms fighter Ninjara yesterday, but called him Ninjala, which is the name of that Ninja Bubblegum game. An easy mistake to make, LOL. Thanks, Firecracking. Yeah, I definitely got those confused. So I appreciate the message. I actually went ahead and bought the Volume 2 Fighter's Pass today. Not necessarily because I'm super excited for Min Min, but I just want to have the full roster. I'm a sucker. Watch the next five fighters be Fire Emblem characters, and then I'm going to look like a fool. A fool who has the full roster of Smash Brothers characters, but a fool nonetheless. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info, and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metroid Other M right now. I'm about two hours in. You can also find me on The Min Max Show for more long-form video game discussion, I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.